EarthWise, Reflections on Earth-Based Spirituality. I'm Anu Dudley with a piece about Mother's Night. There was a time long ago when Christmas Eve was called Mother's Night, and it was a greater celebration than Christmas Day. Mother's Night featured all the trappings of the seasonal celebration, gifts, lights, mistletoe, holly, carols, and feasting that we associate with traditional Christmas. But the observance of Mother's Night goes farther back into pagan times, and it venerated the goddess as the mother of the divine child who gave birth to the next cycle at the winter solstice. In later Christian times, the focus shifted from the mother, whose birth-giving powers made the child possible, to the child himself, giving the mother and mothers collectively a secondary role in the miracle of rebirth and regeneration. But historians and archaeologists now suggest that the earliest human societies were matrifocal and matrilineal, and that these societies were governed by councils of women elders. Furthermore, humans tend to create their deities in their own image, and so human societies saw divine governing councils as the same as earthly governing councils as councils of grandmothers and crones who manage their own communities. These divine councils are now called matron cults by scholars looking back at these earlier concepts. These matron cults were led not, not, not by one mother goddess, but by groups of mother goddesses who, like their earthly women elders, worked together to nurture, sustain, and protect their communities. Norse culture has many examples of divine matron groups, such as the Asinur, who governed and dispensed justice, the Deesir, who concerned themselves with the fertility and well-being of the land, and the Vana mothers, personified by the waves of the ocean, who continuously created and recreated the universe and the cycles of time. The mothers of matron cults were perceived as helpers in needs and times of need, The many statues and engravings of matron groups show them holding baskets of fruits and grains and gesturing to bestow blessings. They provided all the things necessary for a good harvest like sunshine, rain, beneficial winds, and fertile soil. They offered fertility and aid in childbirth. Sometimes the mothers functioned as familial or community guardians, or stepped into the role of war goddesses when the community was threatened by outside forces. This is how we see the Norse Valkyrie, now called Battle Maidens, although the Valkyrie originally served the community as death and rebirth mothers, folding the dead into the bosom of the underworld to heal them and prepare them for rebirth in the next cycle. The mothers played such an important role in the bounty, safety, and sustainability of early societies that it is natural for there to have been a special celebration to honor them, especially at the time of the winter solstice, when the earth itself was passing, pausing before entering the new cycle. Later writers referred to Mother's Night celebrations as sacrificial feasts. The word sacrifice came to describe the act of destroying something of value as a way of honoring or placating a god. But the original meaning of sacrifice is to make sacred. And if we are to appreciate the sacrifice performed at Mother's Nights, then we will understand that the mothers would never require that their gifts to humans be destroyed in their honor. 
Rather, the mothers ask for gratitude and joy. The mothers ask that their great gifts be shared with all, used wisely and reverently, with full knowledge and appreciation of their sacredness. Further, the Mother's Night celebration makes sacred the practice of being in community with all life, committing to mother each other as caringly and consciously as the mothers mother us. We give thanks to the sacred mothers and to each other for their great gifts and for our own awareness and honoring of their gifts. Happy holidays, everyone. Blessed be. You've been listening to Earthwise, Reflections on Earth-Based Spirituality. I'm Anu Dudley.